Hello and welcome to episode number 52 of the Hafey Digital Podcast, a show for creators, makers, and doers. My goal is to help you make to the max. My name is Ryan Hafey, and in this episode, I'm going to tell you about all the things that I've learned having done one year of podcasting. Let's talk about it. Welcome to the show. That's right. This is my 52nd episode of the Hafey Digital Podcast, which in theory means that I have been doing this for one year now, but which is it, it's it's a little it's a little strange because I did go back to look through all the episodes that I've done so far. Now, I think we all know, having gone through elementary school, that there are 52 weeks in a year, um, which means if I did one podcast every week, for 52 weeks, then that should be one year worth of podcasts. However, podcast number one was on December 20th, and that's more than a week away. That's almost a month away. So I'm not sure how that math worked out, and uh, I, I just kind of very quickly went back to look and make sure that each podcast was numbered sequentially. Maybe I messed up with the math somewhere. I don't know, but either way, we're going to count this as the one-year episode and as such, we're going to be talking about some of the things that I've learned uh, and experience that I've gained doing this over the past year. But first, talk about a few things that uh, happened in the past week and a couple things that are coming up. First of all, happy Thanksgiving to everyone, if that's your thing, if you celebrate Thanksgiving. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving, a safe Thanksgiving. Uh, obviously, the, uh, these thing, the, the world is a little bit different this year than it was last year, So, but at least hopefully you were able to celebrate with some people that are close to you and uh, at least connect with those who, um, who maybe couldn't make it over this year. Um, you may notice that I'm doing this on a Saturday as opposed to a Sunday. That is because uh, I am traveling again this week. So I just recently got back from Dallas for a, a work trip, um, did the whole trip and then return home and then quarantine and test. And uh, my, my wife tested upon my return as well. And all, all of our tests came back negative, which is great. Um, so, oh, by the way, forgot about this. If you're here with me now, uh, I appreciate you. And it would be great if you would hit that subscribe button wherever you have to be watching or listening. And also follow me on social media at Ryan Hafey on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and let's have a conversation over there when we're done. Where were we? So anyway, um, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm leaving. All the COVID tests came back negative. And now uh, I have to leave again on Monday for another work trip. This is for the actual fight week. So this is going to be one of the longest work, tri work trips I've gone on in a long time. Um, this will be my first bubble experience um, in boxing, which should be interesting. I've only heard stories up to now, but my understanding is I'll get into Dallas on Monday. I'll test upon my arrival and then I'll essentially be ushered to my room where I'll have to quarantine for about 24 hours or so until they can get the results back to me from that test. And assuming that the results from that test are good, um, I believe, you know, there will be designated areas where I can go. Uh, but beyond that, you know, I'll pretty much be stuck within this bubble environment for a while. Um, it's at AT&T Stadium, the fight is, 
So it'll be interesting because we're staying at a, a hotel that I don't know if it's, I don't think it's connected. Maybe it is. I don't know. But if it's not, you know how they're going to get people to and from, but we'll figure all that when I go. So uh, yeah, I get, I leave Monday and then I come back on Sunday, the following Sunday. So basically nearly a week. It's going to be a long week. It's going to be a very busy week, but, um, you know, it is what it is. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll make the best fit and, um, it should be fun. I mean, it'll be a good experience. That's for sure. Um, also want to mention that, uh, I have a new video on the main channel. You know, I did the vlog thing for a couple of weeks. This is, I've talked about this before, just how my mind just sort of goes from one thing to the next. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I'll do the, I'll do the vlogging stuff. Um, five days a week, edit two days, get a new vlog out every Monday. And I did that for two weeks. And then the third week, um, part of that week I was traveling. I think I mentioned it. Like I, I just, I, I filmed that vlog, but with the week, like with all the travel, there wasn't a whole lot going on as far as just like stuff that, again, I feel creates value for my audience, which is the stuff on the photography and video side of things. Um, and there wasn't a lot of that in the vlog. And what I don't want to do is just be posting like, you know, kind of the, the, the traditional, I don't want to call it like a lazy vlog, but it's like, Hey, here's what I'm eating. Hey, here's what I'm doing. It's like, no, I want it to be entertaining, but also be valuable. And I didn't see any value in it. So I scratched that vlog. And then last Sunday, um, I decided, cause I was still quarantining within, in this room, I decided maybe I'll do a one day, day in the life of, you know, of quarantine type video where it's just, it was just, uh, all like, um, no talking really just kind of a lot of different camera angles and things like that. Uh, maybe a little bit of music in the background, but just, or other than that, just ambient sound. I kind of like that style, just sort of well framed shots, um, pieced together so that they tell you a clear story, but where there's not a whole lot of talking. I know that's not for everyone, but I, I just kind of enjoy that. So I, I tried that and I started editing that and it was having fun with it. But then there were some shots because I wanted it because, because of the fact that it was going to be that kind of day in the life and with, with not a lot of additional context other than the scenery, I wanted it to be more cinematic in the sense of how it was framed and how the shots look, the exposure, the color, and all that. And there were a couple shots that really just came down to white balance. Um, there were a couple shots where, you know, if I had to use the restroom, I would go use this downstairs restroom, and the lighting in there is just way different. And then I would get in there, and I wouldn't change it from the lighting, say, out in the kitchen. And those shots came back so incredibly yellow, more so than what they look like on the back of the, of the camera as I was recording them. And there was no way that I could fix them to where they looked even remotely good. And that enough for me was enough to scratch it. So, uh, after that, I just thought of an idea on, I think it was Monday. I think I filmed it, edited it and everything ready to go on Monday and then out, out the door Tuesday brings me to my latest video, which is, um, just different ways to tackle, uh, like premiere pro performance issues and crashes. If you've edited in premiere before you are more than likely familiar of all of its little quirks and bugs and things like that. Uh, I certainly am. And over, you know, the last number of years working with premiere and dealing with Adobe support and watching tutorials and reading up online, there's kind of like a checklist of things that I go through 
anytime. Like I don't, I don't know all the technical nitty gritty stuff. Like I couldn't tell you, here's a problem that I'm having. I know exactly what to do for that problem, but I could tell you like, or it's not that it's, it's not that I couldn't tell you what to do for it. It's just that I don't know exactly what's causing that, but here is something that I can do to fix it. And in most cases it works. So if Premiere drives you nuts and you're interested in looking for ways to try to, uh, you know, make it a little bit less frustrating or, or just to fix some of those issues that you're having, um, check it out. Uh, I don't think it's in the description of this video currently. There is a link to my main channel and it's the most recent video on the channel. So if you want to go check that out, but, but to that point, um, see, I've already sort of changed my mind on this vlog thing. I mean, if there's a, if there's a good week where there's some good stuff to vlog, that's relevant. Uh, I may do more of them, but in the meantime, you know, I may go back to doing tutorial style stuff, but I want to focus more on kind of the quick hit stuff. Like, you know, I don't need a big backstory. I just think of it for myself. Like if I'm looking for tutorials online and a lot of the, a lot of the views that I get on my main channel come from people who watch my 31 days of tutorials series where it's just literally 31 tutorials in 31 days. And each tutorial is, you know, just a couple of minutes kind of gets right to the point in and out, you're done. And I know that I appreciate that as well when I'm looking for things online, just get to the point, make it, you know, make it entertaining enough to keep my attention. But at the end of the day, I'm just there to get the information and then get on with my day. So this video gets right into it. Uh, all the tips and tricks you need, check it out. If uh, that's something you're into, or if that's uh, some help you need or something you need help with and, uh, yeah, enjoy. Uh, what else? What else? I think that's it for, for the updates. Um, just kind of taking it easy, calm before the storm, you know? So that being said, let's get into the topic at hand and talk about just some of, um, we'll kind of recap the year. I'm going to talk about some of the things that are important when it comes to podcasting, some of my successes, some of my failures, um, and go from there. And by the way, I should mention this up front. This is not going to be like a how to get tons of subscribers and listeners in, in, on your podcast. Um, it's not going to be that. And the reason it's not going to be that is because to a degree, I don't, I can't really talk on that. For example, this YouTube channel has 65 subscribers and I've been doing this for a year and we'll talk about why that's so low or at least why I think that's so low. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you're looking for tips to grow, there will be a little bit of that, but it's going to be more dedicated to kind of the technical aspects of it and just sort of things that I picked up along the way. So anyway, starting off, let's talk about just some things that are definitely important. If you're planning to start a podcast in which you plan to have audio, video and streaming capabilities, these are the things that you'll want to make sure that you invest in or, um, well, you'll see. So for starters, um, high speed internet is definitely, uh, important if you're going to be doing, especially a live stream podcast and you want to ensure if, let's say if, if you have a slow internet connection, you're like, I need to upgrade my internet speed so that I can start doing some live streaming when you check on, cause a lot of uh, internet service providers will only, uh, advertise their download speeds because for most people who are on the internet, 
that's all you use. Like when you load a web page or when you watch a YouTube video or when you download a file, you're downloading all of those things to you from the internet. When you're streaming, you're uploading. So internet speeds come in downloads and upload speeds. So um, if you're live streaming, download speeds speeds are, are they, they mean nothing to you because they're, they're not going to impact how your how your video gets out into the internet ether. So make sure that you're paying attention to upload speeds. Um, as I've said before, 60 megabits per second is what YouTube recommends if you want to be streaming to YouTube. Um, by the way, let's see, check my, oh, I did have some drop frames. What is going on? That's so strange. 232 drop frames, which isn't, I mean, it's not horrible. I mean, it's still a few, like, good 10 seconds, maybe, of drop frames. Did a did a, a speed test before I started the podcast. I'm not sure what's going on there. But... Yeah, if you want, if you want to uh, make sure that you don't have any interruptions with your stream, and that you can have the best quality out of the, you know, get the best quality out of the equipment you have, you want to make sure that your uh, internet speed is up to snuff. Uh, also, you want to make sure that you've got a PC or, or some kind of computer that's going to be able to handle the load. When you're working with all this gear, you know, if you've got cameras going into your computer. Um, and you know, you're like right now, I don't know if you could see this, probably not like on this screen here, I've got, uh, OBS open. I've got Chrome open. I've got some other things open. And then in addition to that, you know, I'm pushing all this data through. So you want to have a computer that's got a decent CPU, decent GPU, um, a good internal or, you know, external, um, fast drive, like an SSD that you can be writing to, uh, and, just make sure that, yeah, you, I've said this before as well. I don't know exactly what you need to be able to do all this, but I just know that my system works. And for anyone who cares, I have a Ryzen 7 3700X CPU. I've got a GTX 1080 graphics card. And I've got a one terabyte um, SSD uh, that, I, that I write to. And those things tend to give me all the juice that I need. Um, obviously, you know, cameras are important. Audio gear, I would say is probably even more important than cameras. You want to, you don't, you don't want to skip on audio because audio is kind of the one constant amongst all the different ways that you can distribute your podcast. You have audio only, you've got video, which includes audio, and then you've got streaming, which includes video, which includes audio. So in each, in any instance, you're going to be having audio. So if you want people to be able to hear you clearly, put some, put some investment into audio, get yourself a, a decent XLR microphone. This one, I think is maybe like 120, 130 bucks. Uh, you can find some for cheaper than that. You can do some decent USB microphones like the blue Yeti is, is not bad. You can get a, a audio interface like this. This one's a little bit overkill for most people. It's a Rodecaster pro. You don't always need this. You can get a one or two channel Behringer, um, audio interface for less than a hundred bucks. And those, you know, those plug into your computer work or by, by USB and they work great. Um, but definitely focus on audio as far as cameras go, you know, I, for me, because I talk a lot about photography and video, it would be, it wouldn't be good for me to try to, to, uh, present myself to the world using some really like shitty old school webcam. It just, it, that wouldn't, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't make me very trustworthy, you know? It's like I'm trying to tell you how to get good quality video and photo, and then here I am doing all this stuff off a crappy webcam or something like that. There are some decent webcams out there, but 
you know, it all comes down to what you're trying to, to make. If you're trying to do what I'm doing, or if you want to present, or, or if you just want to present yourself in the best possible way, then you're going to want to put a little bit of, of, of investment into a decent camera. As I've said before, I use the Sony a6500 on it. I have a, a Rokinon 12 millimeter lens. Uh, this lens is, it's a manual lens, which I prefer for this purpose just because I can set the focus and then be done with it. Uh, I don't have to worry about autofocus losing me or anything like that. Um, also another important, uh, feature for a camera that you must have, uh, is a clean HDMI out. Again, if you're using a USB camera of some time, this isn't an issue, but if you're going to use like a, a mirrorless or a DSLR, you want to be making sure that your camera is going to have a clean, uh, HDMI out so that you can get that signal into your computer. I, I get the signal into my computer by using this. Uh, is it gonna, nope, not, it's not, it's not gonna come out a lot. But right here, the Ada Mini. By the way, I think there's a lag. Let's see, is there a lag on this GoPro? I can't tell. But uh, yeah, so the Ada Mini is kind of my switcher slash capture card. You do need a capture card in most cases for D uh, DSLR and mirrorless cameras to get the signal into the computer. You can also get single capture cards if you just have one camera angle. Uh, it's kind of up to you how you want to do that. Um, another good thing to have is just decent lighting. Uh, again, a good lighting can be the difference between, you know, how, it, it can make a huge difference just how you appear on camera. Like if I take this, if I turn this key light off, I mean, I guess it kind of looks cool with like the lights in the background, but, you know, you're not going to. You're not going to see much of me. Um, and if you're using, if you're relying on say, you know, natural light coming in from the window, that can be a pain because you know, you're going to get clouds. You're going to have overcast depending on the time of the day. It could, it could affect the lighting, could affect the exposure, exposure settings on your camera. So I would suggest getting some kind of static lighting that you can just have there ready to go. It doesn't have to be anything big and fancy like this. But uh, this this big giant thing here, but just get something. And there's like tons of, tons of stuff on Amazon, even a ring light, just something to make sure that you have some even consistent lighting going on. Uh, editing tools is another thing that's definitely very important. I would recommend, especially if you're going to be doing this solo, that you have an understanding of certain like editing tools, um, especially audio editing tools. Uh, you know, Adobe Audition is a good one if you're looking for a free uh, program to use. Audacity is great. Um, a U D I uh, A U D A C I T Y Audacity. It's been around forever, but it's a really full-featured uh, free audio editing program. Premiere Pro um, for video editing. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of what. There's really not a lot of good free video editing options out there. You know, but. DaVinci, I mean, I've not edited with DaVinci, but there is a free version of DaVinci, but have some, have some, um, have an understanding of those things because you want to be able to take what you've recorded and be able to tweak it a little bit just to maximize the quality. You know, every time that I record this podcast, I open it in Adobe edition and I have a preset set up that allows me to process the audio from it. Um, so that it kind of takes out some of the uh, maybe like the, the tones and frequencies that are a little bit, um, harsh on the ears. This microphone is, I, I'm, I'm understanding more and more as I go that this mic, I'm not super 
fond of. Like it, it's okay, but I don't really like the sound quality. I, I'm, I'm looking for the uh, like the Shure SM7B. I think it's probably gonna be my next upgrade. It's like a four or five hundred dollar microphone, but it's kind of the uh, the standard in the podcasting world and uh, sounds great. Um, but yeah, just have some knowledge of that. Uh, another thing that I picked up along the way has to do with YouTube live streaming and frame rates. Now, uh, if you're interested in all video in video, you've probably heard of that, you know, 24 frames per second is kind of that cinematic frame rate. And typically speaking, if I'm recording a video or, or, or just making my own video, um, I'm, I'm using a frame rate of 24 frames per second and, and editing at 24 frames per second. Just as the motion blur that you get out of that is more natural looking and more cinematic, looks like more like what you'd see on the screen. What I didn't learn until, I don't know, maybe six months ago, is that, um, of course you can edit and export a video in 24 frames per second and just upload it to YouTube and it will be you know, played back as a 24 frames per second video. But what, what apparently happens when you live stream is that regardless what you set your frame, frame rate at for live streaming, YouTube is going to live stream your vid, your stream at 30 frames per second. But apparently after you've ended your live screen live stream and the video gets processed on YouTube for replay, then it gets saved at 24. It, it gets saved, saved to the frame rate that you sent it at which you had it with, when you sent it to YouTube. So in, in other words, what was happening is I was, um, I was streaming in 24 frames per second, but live during the stream, it was being played back at 30 frames per second. And what can happen there is you get like some weird jaggedy movement because you're kind of having to, you're, you're only exporting 24 frames, but there's another six frames that it's got to account for. So it's, you sort of get this stuttery jaggedy, jagged playback, I guess. Um, so for a number of months now, I've been exclusively live streaming at 30 frames per second, just to kind of, just for quality, really. Um, so something to keep in mind there. Restream is another great tool that I came across, uh, again, um, after a number of months of, of doing this. Restream, there is a free and paid version. I've been using the free version exclusively. The um, But basically what Restream is, is it gives you the ability to stream your podcast in multiple locations. So it just kind of repurposes your live stream. A uh, little bit of a learning curve when you first pick it up, but once you've got it, um, once you've figured it out, it's it's like riding a bike and you can, it's easy to set up each and every time. The paid version does give you a little bit more flexibility as far as, you know, you can, you can use it on a, um, like a Facebook page, like the free version only allows you to like, right now I'm streaming to my personal Facebook profile. Um, and, uh, but I can't stream to any pages currently, but you know, if the, if the time comes down the line and I want to do that, then I, I will do that. But, uh, yeah, check it out. Restream super easy to use, super effective. Uh, I only had one wish and one issue with it once. And, it was, I think it just an account got disconnected that I was trying to stream to something like that. I think it was Facebook. It wasn't streaming to Facebook, just disconnected it, reconnected it up and running. Good to go. So check that out. Um, so, and, and so let's move on then get a drink of my, uh, fruit punch Gatorade zero. Ah, by the way, <clears throat> just 
just been eating Thanksgiving leftovers for what two days now, and uh, I'm starting to feel it. I need to get back into my routine. Anyway, so let's talk about if you're starting. Let's talk about expectations. If you're if you're just starting out, you're like, I want to start a podcast. I have an idea. This is the thing I want to do. Let's go. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to go through and tell you exactly how to start a podcast. If you want to, if you want to learn about some of the technicals of starting a podcast, I do have a series. It's a three, three video series on my main channel. Again, link is in the description. Uh, one is just kind of a tour of the studio. And then I have one dedicated to the, um, the hardware, all the different equipment you'll need and how to set it up. And then I have another dedicated to the software, like how to set up OBS and, another software that you'll need to get up and running. Um, but what I would say, first of all, is don't expect, um, fast growth. Now, of course, there's always acceptance for that. But as I mentioned earlier, I have 65 subscribers on this, um, podcast channel. And it wasn't until just recently that I started to see an uptick in my views um, in fact, there was, you know, I really, most of my videos were probably 50 views or less, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And then I had one video kind of pop off. It was actually related to not, I mean, pop off relatively speaking, I think it got like, um, 1,200, uh, views and it was a, a podcast I did about FPV. Um, but based on what I know, and we're talking mostly about YouTube here, the audio, I mean, audio podcasts and things like that, like, a, you know, Apple podcasts, that takes a while too. Um, I haven't seen, I've seen a very, very little uptick in audio versions. My only guess is that really just, I mean, I mean, obviously pod, podcasts are super popular right now and there's a lot of competition in this, in, in podcasting. Uh, I don't think, you know, podcasting in audio form is not where it, it hasn't caught up yet to video. And a lot more people are doing video. So if you have a podcast and it's got a video component, you know, people aren't searching. I, I mean, I just kind of think of this from my own perspective. People aren't searching for podcasts as much as they are searching for videos. You know, you're going to go to YouTube and you're going to type in something and maybe you come across a channel you like or a, even a podcast channel. And you're like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to subscribe to that. Um, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's interesting. It's, it's even, there's even a a project that I'm working on on the side that's, that's been more successful than mine, mostly because it has, it has kind of a name tied to it already. Um, but you know, we set up an audio form of the podcast. We set up a a main YouTube channel on which full episodes will, are, are uploaded. This one, this other project doesn't have a live stream component yet, but we are uploading, um, full episodes to one channel. And then we have a separate channel, which is a clips channel. And this clips channel is where we upload all the clips. Um, just, you know, we'll, we'll find, we'll, we'll do our timestamps and then we'll clip out pieces of the full podcast and upload them separately to the separate channel. And I've talked about this before, but the reason you want to do that is, you know, some people like to see, you know, they like to watch the full podcast. Maybe they just kind of keep it on in the background. Other people like to, um, you know, they don't want to sit around for an hour or however long your podcast is. They'd rather watch little chunks of it. And, um, what we've noticed is that the clips channel is way more popular right now 
than the uh, full channel or the full episode channel. Now, one thing, one mistake that I would say that I made, um, that I know that I made, that I should have paid attention to more from the very beginning was the Clips channel. There is a Clips channel for this podcast, but I have not, I have not uploaded anything to it in, a, in quite a long time. Um, and that's, that's a shame because I think that that would have been, you know, if I, if I had done that more, um, uh, and there's really no excuse for it other than, you know, I'm just, I've just been lazy, but <laughs> if I, if I wanted to do that more, I think I would have a much better chance of getting more exposure on this podcast as a whole across, you know, all the different, whether it be the full, whether it be this particular YouTube channel or my audio podcast, um, through Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to it there, because, you know, as far as the YouTube algorithm is concerned and, and just based on everything that I know about the YouTube algorithm, um, it's going to favor channels and videos. It's going to favor channels that have consistent and frequent uploads, number one, and it's going to favor videos that have, um, a lot of watch time, a what view duration. So, you know, like a video that's that 75% of people are watching it, uh, after still watching it after 30 seconds, that's like a good metric to shoot for when you have a podcast channel onto which you are uploading full podcasts. And these podcasts are anywhere from, you know, 20 minutes to an hour. That's a lot for someone to sit and watch through in one sitting. Uh, so the chances that, that that's happening are, are going to be much more slim than if someone opens up a video on a clips channel, that's maybe, you know, three to five minutes long. Um, people are going to be more willing to uh, sit through and watch that. I got to pop these just every now and then I feel like I got to crack my knuckles. Um, but people are going to be willing to sit through that and watch it more, but also it's got, it's got both things that you need to really have a channel pop off, which is you've got consistent uploads because for every one full length episode, you might be uploading five to 10 clips from that episode. And then two, because they're shorter and depending on the quality of your content and you know, how engaging you are in your videos, you're going to get people watching more and they're watching for longer. And then YouTube is going to be, you know, pushing those videos in front of more people because they're more consistent and easier to watch. So my suggestion, and this obviously assumes that you have a podcast that's worthy of clipping. If you're just doing, and, and there's nothing wrong with doing this, but if you're just doing podcasts that are, you know, five to 10 minutes, it may not be in your best interest to have a separate clips channel because, you know, what are you going to be able to clip that's going to be worth it? You know what I mean? Uh, versus just showing the full, full episode. Like, is there even going to be a way to clip it? Um, so yeah, d d definitely consider a, a separate clips channel and, and two, like down the road, if you, if you, if your podcast does pop off and you get a good audience, um, across multiple channels, then you have, you know, ad revenue coming from both channels and, you know, you have more avenues for sponsorships. If someone wants to approach you, pay you a certain amount, you could, you could monetize both channels that way as well. If that's, if that's something you want to look into. Um, so yeah, consider that just, you just got to be patient really with it. Uh, 
Next thing I've, <laughs> I've learned is that talking on camera is still not very natural. Um, I went back and watched episode number one thinking like, oh man, I bet, I bet I was like real cringy back then. Like I bet, I bet I've improved quite a bit and I'm watching through it and I'm like, you know what? I almost like how I was in the beginning better just because I don't know. I feel like maybe over time I've, I've, as, as I'm apt to do started you know, questioning second guessing myself and sort of questioning my delivery and, you know, I might've tried new things and, and, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really, it just, it just feels like I, maybe I have, maybe I just don't notice it cause I'm me and I'm, you know, trying to judge myself, but I feel like I just haven't improved that much with my on camera presence over the past year. Maybe I should start doing two, two times a week on the podcast. I don't know. Um, but I say that to say that if you, if you are starting out and you're feeling very unnatural on camera or on the microphone, just understand that it's, it's, that's probably how it's going to be for a while. And the more you do it, the more you'll feel comfortable with it, but it'll never, at least for me, it just doesn't, it still doesn't feel entirely natural. Uh, I would also say, uh, as far as advice goes, make sure you come prepared, um, you know, it can be different if you are hosting a podcast with, with, you know, two or more people because you can, you know, that's going to help to keep the momentum going and keep moving things along, assuming, you know, everyone can, has the ability to kind of keep a conversation going for me. Uh, I, I, I don't naturally. So I typically have to come into these things with some notes and some things written down, some bullet items, I can usually talk on things for a little while as long as I have them written down in bullet points. Um, but it's amazing how, how many times like I would think, okay, I'm just going to go into this show and just kind of, you know, just rifle off whatever comes to mind. Or maybe we'll talk about this and this and this, and then, you know, whatever else I feel like. And those are the shows that typically speaking, I am least happy with because I, I just, I spend most of my time fumbling over what I'm going to say next. Um, so if you have, yeah, if it's just you or, I mean, it's never a bad idea just to write down some things and have some things prepared and ready to go to talk about. Otherwise you could kill the momentum. Um, and it just may not be that interesting. Uh, I would also say again, advice for new podcasters. Um, it can be difficult to come up with topics. So be thinking about it early. There's been too many times where I have been ready to start a podcast and, um, or, or I'll have a podcast coming up with a couple days and I'll start stressing out because I can't, I'm like, I did nothing this week. I can't think of what to talk about. I don't know what to do. What do I do? I mean, ultimately I end up figuring something out. Um, it doesn't mean it's always necessarily something I'm happy with, but yeah, I would say, do your best to just kind of be thinking about it during the week. If you have the, if you, you know, take out your phone, open up the notes app, just as you go during the week, jot some things down that you want to talk about. And then by the time it's showtime, you'll have a running list of things that you can talk about while you're there. Also, uh, and this is kind of the final point on this is, um, understand when you start that a couple things, number one, 
you're not going to this when you first start that is not going to be your final form understand that where you start is not going to be where you end up i think that's a hindrance for a lot of people when they go to start things and they're like everything's got to be perfect i got to have the exact lighting i got to have the camera's angle's got to be right accent lighting's got to be perfect i've got to make sure my makeup and my hair is all done before every show um just stop it. <laughs> uh, give yourself a little bit of leeway and understand that at the beginning, there's going to be some technical issues. There's going to be some things that you're dealing with, you know, that you may not be so happy with in the beginning. Um, but over time you will build that, build that out. Uh, if you look at my set here, uh, from one year ago, you know, there was, there was not a lot going on back here. Like I had this light, which was fine. I didn't have any of this accent lighting, the camera angle, for whatever reason, I had like a lot lower and it was different and it just, it just wasn't as appealing to look at. And, you know, I'm hoping that in another year I will look at this set, uh, and be like, wow, this is, this was kind of crummy back then as well. Um, because that's, that should be the goal to be, to, to get better and to improve and to, you know, not get too settled on one thing. <sighs> but that's, that's the end of my notes. Let's see if I can think of anything else. Um, I did like having guests. I think, uh, for me, at least talking with guests is probably the most nerve wracking again, because I don't feel like I'm very good at keeping a conversation going. Um, but I like having guests on just because it sort of switches things up a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's really, that's really it, man. It's been a fun year though. I, I really do look forward to doing this every week. Um, it's just, you know, it's kind of like, it's like I get to put all of my different skills on display like one day a week for, you know, half an hour or so, uh, you know, can get to play with my cameras and play with audio and all the stuff I really enjoy uh, playing around with. It's just, it's just fun. It's what I like to do. Um, so it's like, I just get to come in and kind of play with all my toys for a week and share some information with all of you. And uh, I hope you all appreciate that as well. And if you do, by the way, be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you happen to be watching or listening and follow me on social media at Ryan Hafey on Instagram and Twitter. Feel free to uh, stop by after this is over, ask me a question, um, or, you know, just say what's up, whatever's on your mind. Uh, but with that, I'm going to go call, go ahead and call this one done. So do me a favor, keep on creating, making, and doing, and we will see you in the next one. Bye-bye.